Welcome to episode 23 of Where's My Sports At, your weekly dose of sports talk made by the fans for the fans. As rugby enthusiasts, we've long appreciated Rich from the Rugby Analyst YouTube channel for his professionalism and the top-notch content he delivers. Today we had the chance to engage in a conversation with Rich, delving into the origins of his knowledge and his passion for the game. Thanks for coming along, Rich. Absolute pleasure, Craig. Andres, good to see Same you guys. Here. Now, you look like you're rugged up. Uh, you've got a hoodie on and a beanie. Is it quite chilly where you are? Yeah, yeah. The studio is actually a garage and it is early morning, uh, midwinter here in the UK. So, but wouldn't miss it for you guys, absolutely. Let's Thanks, get into mate. You're it. a legend. Okay, I want to start off with probably the big unasked question, and that I believe that people who watch your channel or other sports analysis channels on YouTube is where does your rugby knowledge come from that qualifies you to provide the opinions that you do? Oh, well, I think firstly, like I'm not different to anyone else. Everyone's got great opinions. And and firstly, that's what I like about running a YouTube channel is I get to read all these amazing comments. I get to speak to people like you. So half of it is you know, from my experience or from watching the games. And then half of it is from you guys responding. And Honestly, just learned so much. I'm doing a bit of a deep dive at the moment, watching a lot of Guinness Premiership, trying to work out what the talent is coming up through the English system. And so much of the feedback I get through the comments kind of informs my videos as well. So I think I'd start off saying that. Uh, Personally, I started playing rugby quite late. Um, Came from kind of like, you know, lived in inner city, shall we say, not a particularly big rugby area, Um, a state school, that did its best, but, you know, didn't have loads of opportunities. And we, I think we played our first little rugby session age 15, maybe. And I, I just got hooked straight away. The fact you got to tackle people was crazy to me. I thought that was amazing. You could legally tackle people. You could score tries. And uh, yeah, just went from there. Joined a club off my own back, cycled down every weekend, you know, and just got into it like that. And then, you know, Obviously, I was playing catch up with skills, but I could tackle because it's just kind of a state of mind, really. Um, I'm not particularly big, but essentially it's just keeping hold of them, you know, a a nice basic technique. And I I think uh, and that's one thing those you can always max out the things that don't require talent, can't you? So I think I actually went my whole playing career. I don't remember missing a tackle. That's my kind of claim to fame. Didn't make many great passes or kicks, I'm sure, but tackling and I was, I was fairly quick so I scored some tries um just and then I just thought why not let's go for it I was going to university in Bath you've probably heard of it from the team um quite a small place but yeah they've got a, a premiership team so I asked for a trial and back in those days I think you could do that just about can't do that now so I went to a mass trial for that and I thought well let's just go for it um, got in there, which was was great. I played a year for them. Very much, you know, small fish swimming in the big pond. You know, that's how you learn so quickly, isn't it? And then uh, next year, I um, asked for a trial again for, for Bristol with the under-21s and got in there and played a bit there. And then I kind of called it a day um, on that academy side and concentrated on my studies, played for uni, uh, played a bit for club. Then exploded uh, my ankle, which was quite good. Well, not good fun. 
And then I went into coaching for about eight years, some backs coaching, Colts coaching, uh, men's, I think it's like level six, level seven of the pyramid. So it's kind of like high amateur, shall we say, but, you know, very much learning at the deep end again. Appreciate the opportunities given there from uh, Chichester. Then I coached local um, Millbrook, and uh, then I have a young family, so I thought I'd move to YouTube, which is the natural progression, maybe. So that's that's the snapshot of uh, of my background. But like I said, I'm not different to anyone else. Just a try hard who loves loves sport, loves rugby, and uh, just love you know sharing it with everyone and listening to everyone's comments. Right? Did you play any other sports while growing up, Rich? Oh yeah, no, absolutely everything. Yeah, I loved it. Whatever it was, badminton, tennis, athletics. Uh, taught myself to play golf after I got injured, so I like that now because the running sports are out, unfortunately. You know, volleyball, swimming, hockey, you, you name it. Anything I could get my hands on, absolutely. Uh, 15, 16 sounds quite old to actually start playing mm. rugby. Is Was it not a sport that was played in the area where you grew up? No, absolutely. It's um, kind of south coast, big city, um, football, um, not many rugby clubs. Um, the schools obviously tried their best, but you know didn't don't have the facilities. So it's very much just a kind of a, a happened to be a PE teacher who was into it and uh, would do some lessons on it. And then it was kind of off off my own back. I had to cycle quite a long way to go to a club. Yeah, and then it's very much learning at the deep end. I mean, then you start playing higher and higher, kind of county and, like I said, like premiership academies, good universities, and you've got all these players who have maybe been to uh, public schools, which is in the UK would be a private school, um, who've got such advanced skills and knowledge of the game, and you're literally out there practising on your own, trying to get your pass and your kick and your knowledge of the game up to speed. It's, yeah. In at the deep end, that's the way to learn. And did you come from a sporting family, Rich? Yeah, fairly so. Yeah, my dad was um, he was a sprinter mainly, I think. He loved his tennis. Uh, yeah, he liked all his sports. So, yeah, there's definitely a bit of that around for sure. Well, you've definitely got the chops and knowledge of the game to do what you do. Um, and you spoke about tackling being something that you really enjoyed when you played rugby. But can you nail it down to say one or two things that you really love about the game? I think now it's absolutely looking at the big picture, which when you're playing, you, you don't really do, do you? You're kind of trying to learn your position, trying to just learn your skills, get in the gym, do all those sorts of things. You're not thinking about the big picture. But then when you start coaching and then start watching games and analysing for YouTube, it's just it's like a crazy game of chess, but just with massive pieces that beat each other up. It's, it's this crazy mix, isn't it, of physicality and skill, um, do you play simple? Do you play complicated? There's just so many ways you can go about it. So many, and I like the complexity of the rules. Actually, Pe- people talk about the laws being too complicated, and of course they are. But that's kind of the beauty of it as well, isn't it? The fact there's so many things going on, and so many things you can try and exploit as a coach or a player. It's it's crazy. It's a real heady mix, isn't it? Sure is. There's definitely a lot going on. I think that's agree with you. That sort of sets it apart from games like rugby league. Just the different skill sets that are required in the different positions. They are, they all require something different, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of too many other sports in which somebody like Franz Malherbe would be, a, you know, peak level <laughs> athlete, given his body type. You know, that I think is something that makes rugby a rather special thing. Hey, now I want to move on and talk about your YouTube channel. As I mentioned earlier, you um, 
uh, the creator of sure. uh, a very popular YouTube channel. I think you've got 20,000 subscribers. I think we're all kind of 27 at the moment. But, yeah, it's a slow build, you know. I, I wouldn't say, again, nothing special. I've just, I was probably one of the first to start. Um, I, you know, I was really enjoying watching YouTube at the time. It was just coming into its own. You learn so much from it. And I thought, well, why not? Let's do it. I'm not playing anymore. Let's let's give it a crack. And I think there weren't many around at the time. 10, 14, I think, from New Zealand. They were they were really good. Um, two cents. And then that was and then me, and that was kind of it, really. Uh, there's a few others. Um, but now, since the World Cup, it's, it's just exploded and fair play to them. But at the end of the day, I'm just making videos that I enjoy. I, I like doing it. If there's topics I want to talk about, I'll talk about it. If there's games, I'll talk about the games, international games. Um, if there's not things I want to talk about, I happily won't as well. So I'm not kind of, I'm not trying to pursue it as a, a business or whatever. I'm just kind of just enjoying the ride, to be honest. So how do you decide on what you want to talk about? Like we obviously follow your channel and you must be very busy uh, creating content quite a bit of the time because it's almost daily or every other couple of days you've got things that you're doing and, and your knowledge is, is amazing. How do you decide what you are going to do? Well, I mean, sometimes it's easy, isn't it? Because if the, say the World Cup of the Six Nations is on, it's just teams are coming out, squads are coming out, injury selections, you watch the games, um, you analyse the game afterwards, see what's happened, see what you can learn from it, what would you do the next time. So, you know, in a tournament, it's just crazy. You know, there's so much you can talk about. And then when there's no international tournaments, it's just whatever excites you. You might read an article and go, that's really interesting, or there's always things buzzing inside my head. I kind of, and sometimes it comes together in a video. So, like I said, it's it's not a chore. Um, you, you know, as soon as it becomes a, a bit of a chore, then it's you know, not worth making a video, is it? So at the moment, it just comes you know, naturally. What, what you want to talk about is what, what you go for, right. really. And do you have any highlights, any videos that you made that particularly stand out for you over your YouTube career that you've made? Um, it's an interesting question. I think it's the excitement of the next video, isn't it? It's a bit like playing, playing a game or coaching. It's like, wow, what's next? The excitement of what's next. There was quite a funny one the other day. I made some videos in a quiet period on the uh, the rules of rugby and the history of rugby because I wanted to do some stuff that wasn't just reacting to the time. And that actually got picked up by um, New Zealand Airlines, oh, which is wow. quite funny. I got a got a call, got a message saying, "Can we can we run it on your um, in flight entertainment over the Christmas period?" So. Which is still running now. If you uh, if you guys fly on New Zealand Airline, have a look at the in-flight entertainment. So that's just pretty funny well, stuff, isn't very it? Very nice. Or you can just look on the yeah, YouTube yeah. channel and watch it. <laughs> Much easier than getting this is a true. Ticket. A lot cheaper as well. Do you often make videos um, because of ideas that fans have given you, or from comments that fans make? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's one one coming that might be a little bit controversial. That was something I've been thinking about for a while. And then a fan kind of said the said the, the catch line the other day, and I, I was like, "Yeah, let's go for that as a video." So I won't tell you what it is. It's about it's quite a fundamental change to how rug, how rugby works. I was going to guess uh, all black number seven in from the side. He's, he's still going on about that. Still going on about that. He never lets it go. Hey, on average, how many hours a week do you spend making videos? Well, during the World Cup, it was like crazy, wasn't it? It's like you go to work. You get home, 
you, you know, watch the games at the weekend. As soon as the games are finished, you're straight in the studio making a video late at night, staying up till like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. During the tournaments, it's crazy. And then during the week, it's just in the evenings when you have a chance or maybe like today, very early in the morning to speak to you fine people. Just do what you can, don't you? Hey, uh, well, another question from me. Have there been any other benefits that you've um, had from doing the podcast? Obviously, you know, for us, it's a benefit. We get to speak to people like you. We get to speak with sports stars. What are some of the things that you've been able to take from running a YouTube channel? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, I think I don't think you can plan too much. Stuff just kind of ha- happens randomly, like people contact you out of the blue, like you guys. <laughs> That's the thing. You get to connect with people you wouldn't normally connect with. I think sometimes when I've I've gone out of my way to try and kind of ask for things or contact people, it hasn't actually things haven't actually turned up. It's it's the things that just come out of the blue. Really, I applied. I, I got this idea in my head a few years ago that well hang on i'm kind of big enough now why didn't i apply to be a media at, mm. at twickenham just go there so i applied and got into a couple of games now there's more more creators and whatnot i think it's a lot harder to get into it but just to go go along like for free which is pretty crazy in itself sit on the commentary gantry which i never thought i'd do sit next to all the tv and the radio watch the game live get catering, um, get to go down to the interviews, to the coaches and the players is something I never thought I'd do. So that, you know, I'm going to keep on applying, but I don't know how many of those I'll get because this sort of thing is kind of, uh, everyone's copying me. What's going on? No, it's harder and harder to do, but that was pretty crazy. It sounds awesome, doesn't it? And we won't give away your secrets, mate. Yeah, and I, I think um, it, it appears that YouTube content creators often actually analyze the game and are a lot more passionate, dare I say, than some of the journalists that, that write for newspapers and other uh, media. So uh, I think it's it's awesome to see uh, yourself and some of the other guys out there uh, at the games, Rich. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun because you can, you can decide on your own parameters, can't you? So I certainly have certain limits. I, I keep it family-friendly. I don't go into anything mm. personal with the players it's all very much about the rugby but i can say if there's something that's really really impressive and good i can go overboard on it and if there's something that's really really poor i can go into it but with the the mainstream media they have their rules don't mm. they where they'll not talk about certain things or they'll kind of they'll always praise something even if it's pretty awful and some channels can go go even further yeah, don't they have they? to say it was forward even when it wasn't oh. Oh, yeah. Let it go, guys. Let it go. Uh, you're right. That's a benefit of being amateur, isn't it, is that you don't have those uh, sponsors or you're not part of a broadcaster. You can actually say what you think, and I think that's what a lot of fans actually connect with content creators on YouTube because it's yeah. it's more likely to hear what they how they're feeling as well. It either challenges their thoughts or validates where they're coming from. Absolutely, yeah. They, you know, It's like, well, I was thinking that. Why don't I hear it any, anywhere else? So I think that's quite nice for fans to hear kind of from fans saying the things that they're thinking rather than kind of the kind of the media controlled the ones. The party line. Yeah, that's great. So my last question, Yeah, what were your picks prior to the World Cup? Because you talk about the analysing the game, but you don't give a uh, lot away about where the chips lie with you. Uh, so what, the nations that I thought that would do well in yes, the World who Cup? you thought would win. Yeah. Okay, so I was on the record, so I can't change now. I was on the record saying I 
the thing is with World Cups, you just don't know, do you? How could you predict that South Africa would win three games in a row by one point? Yeah. You can't really. But I thought France were the, the favourites for me. I thought they were red hot. They had so much pa- I mean, they will be so gutted. I, I don't think we can quite understand how devastated those players are knowing that team was built for this World Cup. They were in their prime. They were pretty much all there apart from Intermac. And and even in that game against South Africa, they scored some amazing tries, but they just couldn't deal with those kicks and the the nuts and bolts they needed to. You know, they com- they completely mucked it up in that game, but they, they had it. They had the players, they had the build-up, they had the time together. So that's what I was thinking might come through. Um, but in the end, uh, yeah, they couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that France and Ireland would, would certainly be in in the semi-finals and that there was a good chance that the two of them would be in the final against each other. So, uh, yeah, what looked uh, like a certain yeah. thing before the World Cup turned out not to be. Rich, mate, appreciate your time today. On behalf of Andres and myself and the rest of the people involved with our podcast, thank you for giving us this time this morning. I know you've got a family commitment, so you've got to shoot off, but it was a pleasure catching up with you again, and you have a great Sunday. Thank you very much, Rich. You too, guys. Absolute pleasure. Please make sure to follow us on all good podcast streaming platforms. We are now across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Also remember to follow us on Instagram, where's underscore my underscore sports underscore at, and follow us on Facebook as well. Have a laugh with us. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We welcome your comments and feedback. Thank you.